Hello and welcome to episode six of your mom's podcast, the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Caroline. And I'm Avis. And today we're talking about Degrassi season one, episodes 14 and 15, starting with Under Pressure. Roses are red, Jimmy's a dick, Sean's under pressure, and Spin's dying to get sick. The year has finally come to an end and finals week is upon us, but you wouldn't think that it was summer, judging by the fact that everyone's wearing sweaters and vests and stuff, but I guess that's just Canada. Spinner and Sean are both stressing really hard about finals. Spinner is coping by trying desperately to catch this bug that's going around the school, and Sean's coping by lashing out at Emma and Snake and really anyone who looks at him funny. Jimmy still considers Sean to be public enemy number one, so as you can imagine, you know, he's not really helping Sean's situation at all. So when Sean finally hits his breaking point, he challenges Jimmy to a fight and ends up jeopardizing his relationship with Emma in the process. That he does. It's another tank your life type situation. So the episode opens with Tracker quizzing Sean while he's working on a bike for the media immersion final. Which is a lot of just knowing the dates of when things were invented, which I've never thought is really particularly useful information. I personally don't either. The scene with Tracker is important because for some, I I don't know if it was mentioned before about Sean's mom being an alcoholic and... (laughs) I think I don't think it has. I feel like that's one important detail we get. And it's like, okay, he left because alcoholism, but there's also more. (laughs) There's more. We get get a lot of like the Sean lore in this episode. Yeah. I got to take a second though and appreciate Tracker. Oh yeah. Just he's trying. Tracker's a good dude. Maybe he picks fights with snooty seventh grade girls sometimes, but like, whatever he's still solid he's a solid place for sean to land in the midst of all of the parental bullshit which is for someone presumably in their mid-20s pretty damn awesome to be that stable it's a lot to take on yeah and and he does it and he's he's cool with it yeah he's good at it you know he is he's not perfect but he's trying i think he's what sean needs He really is. And there's that really sweet moment. So Sean's all stressed out. So he asks Emma to help him study. And he won't let her go inside, of course, because he doesn't want Emma to know that he's poor or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) She's waiting outside for him and Tracker shows up and he's like kind of snarky at first. He's like, here to write another article. He's like, what do you think you're a good influence on Sean? And she's just kind of like, he's like, because you are. He hasn't gotten into trouble all year. And it's supposed to be this really sweet moment. But then, of course, Emma, like, latches on to the word trouble. That's exactly my note. It's just that, like, different kind of kid now, of course, is just a little bit, like, it's enough. (laughs) And trouble is, it's just enough for her to be like, ding, 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 I'm going to meddle. I'm going to figure out what's going on because there's, I'm zoning in on that. And I I definitely like that he's not, you know, a different kind of person from the last time we saw Tracker. He's still snarky, but he's admitting that your presence has been a good influence on his brother, which he appreciates because he realizes the people that his brother hangs out with are important to what he's doing and getting into. 
Right. So I think it, it, I like, it's very in character conversation. Like it's very, like, I believe that this, if this were a real person, this is exactly how this conversation would go. I'm not going to be too sweet to you, but thank you for keeping him out of trouble. Basically my derailment thing was just saying that I noticed that Sean's house looks so much, the outside looks so much like a set that it's almost uncomfortable for me. Like, I'm just like, this literally looks like a playhouse set. It looks like uh, one of those on-lot studio built. Well, that's why he doesn't want Emma to come inside. (laughs) It's not a real house. (laughs) Not a real house. Like, look, Tracker's working on this movie. We're just going to squat in here. (laughs) It's like, we don't even have beds, man. We just (laughs) just lay on the floor. You don't want to see this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So then at school... There's a couple of things I want to point out. So Liberty in the beginning comes up to Snake all like, she's like, do we need to know about things like the Gutenberg press? And he's like, no, Liberty, we just need to know what we've covered. And she's like, I'm not great at math, but I think I need to have a 92.86%. And I get it, but this is so not cool. Like I was literally disappointed in Snake. He like just ignores her question and is like, do you? Do you hear, hear Mr. Mr. Radish, Radish calling, calling me? me? <laughs> Which I thought was a dick move. Yeah. But, you know, also Liberty is a lot in season one and I get it. She has two zingers in this episode where she, not even zingers, because this one, first one isn't a zinger. It's just her being annoying. The second one is a zinger. I'm just like, Liberty, you haven't said shit for most of this season other than like to, to come in annoying. <laughs> I'm glad they develop her more eventually, but she's just coming in to be that one annoying kid who's just the know-it-all asshole. And she's coming Mm. in hot this episode. She's coming in hot. We also, this episode, see that Miss Kwan is back. And at first, my notes here say Kwan is back and still a bitch. But I retract that, actually. I was going to say, I feel like she has conversation, uh, conversation and, and she does things that she should have been doing the whole time. And right. this is more the teacher that she goes on to be. Well, so we find out, because Terry asks if everything's okay. I love Terry. She's like, I know it's none of my business, but is everything okay? Mm-hmm. And we find out that when Radich said her husband was sick, what he meant was cancer. Yes. But he's gone through the chemo and he's good. But so presumably Miss Kwan has not been her best self all year. And that's, you know, unfortunate that she wasn't able to recognize that sooner and take a leave sooner and not be an asshole to preteens because her husband's sick. But I also get it. And she does really come around. Like her conversations with Spinner are really touching. That was one of my notes is just that I feel like if she had had this conversation with Spinner in some form in the beginning, of the year there wouldn't have been this constant beef between them because I feel like some people are motivated by you know like it's a real thing to be praise motivated like okay I just need to know that you don't think that I'm a piece of shit basically or just like right. a, nothing you know like Spinner is motivated to do some of the things he does to Quan because she's a bitch to him and does not really make him feel empowered to learn so when she actually says you could be a good student if you applied yourself and if you weren't such uh concentrated on the wrong things that's a valuable conversation for him because then he has the confidence to go and fucking do well on his test right he could have been does. doing he well all year well on his test and like yeah it's it's really nice to see it's like she's a bitch for not being the adult and bringing all of that stress to work but she does rectify it and it 
pays off in positivity for Spinner. So I guess that's all we have to, to be thankful for as he passed his test. But before it pays off, Spinner's got to try and get sick. And he's like, <laughs> cozies up to Terry. He like wipes her germs out of her teacup. Runs himself ragged in the hall first. That's my favorite when he's just running back and forth in the hall. Yeah. And Quan's like, what is going on? I have to say what I did not like was the nurse pulling out the rectal thermometer. Are they allowed to do that? Are Canadian- right, what are you going to do if this kid calls your bluff? Are Canadian fucking school nurses allowed to, to like use a fucking rectal thermometer on children? Like, I feel like that's- <laughs> I feel like probably not. I mean, obviously the threat of violence or whatever is, was was felt right. in his heart, but real that completely threw me off. It felt really inappropriate mm -hmm. and it, it didn't sit well with me. Like it's not as bad as Jeff and Kate making the kids watch porn with them. Oh, it's but not. But it's still, it's nowhere near that bad, but it still gave me the ick. If right, if there's an ickometer, he's on it. He's, he's not far mm. away from... <laughs> He's not far away, but it's not as bad because he doesn't actually do it. Also, why is the thermometer in Fahrenheit? Mm, yes. I feel like they do that in our, in the edits for the U.S. Because I think there's also mention of the metric system. <laughs> so Right, right. So any Canadian listeners, if we're just like mistaken and y'all use Fahrenheit, can you let us know? That would be great to know that. We're not the only weirdos. I feel like we are. I feel like we're the only country that uses it. So, <laughs> but yeah, super inappropriate. I did misspeak earlier when I said he tried to first run around the hall. He tried to get sick from Terry first. Ugh. And also, you know, at the end, Terry says like, she's got to take a makeup test. Like, I don't know what spinner, did he think that he could just- Yes, miss a test that was literally a final. Miss the test and, and <laughs> not get a zero and not have to take it. Yeah. And just get to go to it's it's This is not no like America. There's no child left behind. Well, there wasn't even in America at that point either. So you gotta take the damn test. Either you take it in class at that point, you take it on Monday. Like I don't know what he thought. So to switch back to the A plot, I had a whole gripe with literally Manuela Santos being missing in action this entire episode. Yeah, where is she? She isn't, I actually had to, thank you, because I had to amend a note where I was just like, did they just fucking forget Manuela was in media immersion? Did they forget she was there? But she is there. She's just in the fucking corner. I feel like if you had a certain screen size that the cut of the screen would make it so you can't see her like if you're watching it on your phone maybe the frame size would not allow for you to see her she is in the corner you see more of liberty in this episode than you see of manuela her be emma's best fucking friend where is she when emma gets pushed right nowhere nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> i can't <laughs> i just had to take it <laughs> I have another gripe with the grade sevens. It's a small thing, but when they're studying at Emma's house mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden Sean's like, what's that smell? And Emma's like the popcorn. And there's like, just like this, like yeah, flaming bag of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear a single pop. No. And I wonder what kind of microwave that she's got, what kind of bag of popcorn doesn't pop that just burns after maybe a, a a minute and a half of conversation <laughs> like a prop bag a prop. <laughs> and then just saying oh we'll just have corn nuts nobody wants fucking corn nuts in lieu of popcorn emma right 
What the fuck? Like, it just makes me think of Heather's when she says, corn nuts, and fucking (laughs) falls through her glass table. That's all I could think of when she said corn nuts, but yeah, sorry. (laughs) It's No, it's just, it was a weird thing. But so the grade sevens take their media immersion test, and Sean does not get to finish. And Liberty, I did not consider this a shots fired. It's not. But I did, like... (laughs) it's just a, what the like i would Liberty. never smack a 12 year old but but sometimes you wanna sometimes you really wanna and i mean Liberty's one of those kids that just pushes the envelope for like for for her fellow peers but also for adults like adults are physically like get me out of here because this conversation is cringe this is why I can't have kids because my kid will totally be the kid that's friends with Liberty and then I'll just have Liberty at my house all the fucking time. Oh, I'm so but afraid so Sean, of that. Like, I'm so afraid. <laughs> Please don't bring any little shit into Sean's test times out and he is clearly in anguish. having a moment about it and yeah. Liberty's just like, Slides back. time's up, you're locked out. Like, Fuck off, Liberty. He's like, I didn't finish. Too late. (laughs) Like, girl. He comes back the next day all angst, angst, angst. Mm -hmm. And he's late. Mm -hmm. And Simpson gives him, like, not even hell about it. He's just like, you're late, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, the lunch hour's over. He says it's not the end of the world. And Snake Uh, says, which is the end of your lunch hour. (laughs) Which, thank you, Dylan. Thank Thank you you so much. (laughs) Which, you can't just not let kids eat, Snake. I love his back talk in a way because it's so he's been trying to be so good this entire Mm -hmm. season that of course, once Emma, Emma, you know, knows there's some badness in his past, even though it's been whispered about, you know, around Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we didn't even touch on that because this is important Sean Moore, what we find out. The first half, why he left with Sega. One, his mom's an alcoholic. Two, he deafened a kid. Permanently? Well, yes, Emma. Yes, permanently. Not fully, though. <laughs> Not fully, Only just one, one ear. ear. Just one ear. They make that, yes. He deafened him He's in one ear. Though. He is not. But it was a year ago, right? Because that's such a long time. <laughs> I mean, it is when you're 13. When you're 13. That sounds like adolescence is so, it's such a different realm, man. Because she's saying it like it was so long ago and it's, and it's past. Like, Emma, <laughs> I I just, I don't know, their whole exchange when he tells her that, he's like, I'm big trouble. And she's like, yeah, I heard. Right, Emma, right. Just shut the hell up. Like, why is that where you, you slide it in there? Baby James Dean, okay? <laughs> Would you think? But you don't want the baggage that comes with it. This boy is covered from head to toe in jean. What did you right. think? What did you think you were right. getting? You were getting the bad boy of Degrassi. And of course, he's got to have a sordid past. So yeah, that is why Sean left with Sega. And of course, he's got to be violent in this episode to punctuate that. <laughs> right. So he's stressed out. He thinks he's failed this test. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's been being like making snarky comments about him having been held back all week. All week, yeah. And Sean's like fumbling with his locker combo. And Jimmy says something like, maybe you should t- ask Spinner for one of his Ritalin. Ritalin, it helps with your memory. Yes. <laughs> and it just like escalates until Sean's like, fuck you, dude, we're fighting after yes. school. Fuck around and you will find out. <laughs> Which 
Ashley is not thrilled about. Mm-hmm. And Paige then reiterates to us, I heard that he left with Sega because he deafened a kid in one ear. Right. And then I I cringed a little bit. I don't cringe at Hazel a lot. I mean, I do, but it's not <laughs> anything she's doing. It's just always what the writers are doing. Yeah, like, what okay, they give her. We've, <laughs> we've established. Jimmy yeah. walks in talking about how he's going to fight Sean. Yes. And then Paige is like, I heard he deafened a kid. And then Hazel's just like, so Jimmy, are you really going to fight Sean? <sighs> and she could have given her something else to say. Right. <laughs> it didn't have right. to be literally right. a whole, I don't know. Come on. Justice for Hazel. Like she's just made you to say the dumbest things. No, we're not. And I don't think that's a spoiler, but... <laughs> yeah the anger issues are real and of course ashley has to tell jimmy that she's not gonna watch i don't know if he asked her to watch did he request your presence at this middle school smackdown i don't think so he barely wants to do it he just doesn't want to be like a little bitch because he's like yeah i see why armstrong cut you and he's like oh hell no right (laughs) i'm gonna fuck him up i'm gonna fuck him up like jimmy you're always wearing fleece and right. <laughs> literally you're, you're you're hella soft no he's not hard no it's fine it's you're totally not hard fine. jimmy you're from the mean streets Drake, of toronto like, <laughs> although i mean let's be honest has anybody gone to a like high school with more trauma than degrassi no and someone got hit with a wrench at my school so like that's i'm so sorry if by some odd circumstance in the universe you went to my high school in pennsylvania and you were the one who got hit with the wrench i heard you were fine i heard you were okay (laughs) i'm sorry that i laughed i laugh at very inappropriate things i did not laugh at the time but (laughs) yes that's the most traumatic thing that happened in my high school i did not mention I don't think either of us did that broomhead was the password. To I their... did write that down. You did? I, okay, I know we both, because we, yeah. obviously Degrassi classic, we both love it. So we're just like, ah. If I recall correctly, that's like an old school Degrassi insult, right? Yes, a broomhead. So is a, I know yeah. we're not, I know we're not to segments yet. Yeah. But I'm going to say, it's safe to say neither of us wrote this as ours. Was that a shots fired by Snake? As the, oh, as they are broomheads, the class is yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be meta, but I love it. <laughs> like we could include, I would like, let, like, let's, let's do it if you think it'll work. I love the references. It's always Snake. It's always Snake that's got to be the one. It's always Snake. He's like, everybody wants something. So back to the fight though. So we're outside of Degrassi, school's out. <laughs> See what? I did there and (laughs) Emma is like trying to get them to stop and Jimmy who I've never seen speak a word to Emma but apparently he knows her name is like get out of here Emma just go home and then they get into this fight that's such a weak fight it's a lot of shoving it's like how you know when girls used to fight they pull each other's hair and it's like that's Mm -hmm. and like thrash each other around it's just like such a you know we don't want to use fists to get our faces wrecked so we're gonna just thrash each other around till someone falls real bad (laughs) right right it's almost the end of the season come on you can have a bruise for the next episode and then emma tries to emma foolishly tries to break it up and sean in the heat of the moment pushes her and he shouldn't and it's not funny but the way she goes down is so, so funny. funny. And I tried, there's like a screen grab of that that gets shared a lot. In oh, the yeah. Group that we're in. 
And it's always this like big blurry screen grab. And so I was trying to text our group chat to be like, hey, look, Emma. Yeah. And it's, you can't get any shot other than her like mid fall. Yes, it's her, that literally, I, that was the the header or the profile picture. I think it was both for the Degrassi group. It's 2021 and yeah. Degrassi's on my mind. And I literally, every, t it's just a little chuckle because this is the perfect screen grab of her like. It's so good. <laughs> and it is it's not, not funny. funny. It's not funny that Sean pushed her. It is funny that she fell and how she the fell. The blocking of it is hilarious. <laughs> they, the blocking, the filming, it's, and it's really funny. It and just is. I'm sorry. And I feel like it's possible that it's because of HBO and them trying to make it look as like 4K as possible. But why does suddenly the entire the rest of the show look like one of those pictures that you tilt and it's like a different picture, like those scratchy photos that you can run your fingernails across. Like it like looks hologram, those holographic, holographic wiggle pics. Yeah. Like it's hologram, so, yeah. it's so weird. It's just like, is this a filter? <laughs> like why is that? Because the whole background is blurred. Like right when she falls, like it just looks the straight, like surrealism yeah. and it, did not help my chuckling. It did not, because everything just started to look really weird. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, is Emma like ha having a concussion and we're just seeing Degrassi through her eyes now? Your dream, right? Yeah, it was funny. I mean, they blocked the episode in a really campy way. And they it's, she was probably it, told to fall in a very exaggerated way, which is yeah. why it's hilarious. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And that ends the fight mm -hmm. and Sean tries to apologize and Emma's like having none of it. And we and get- she storms off. She does. And I feel like rightfully so. I'm on her side through the latter half of the episode because in the beginning, I think she just, she just did too much. And like, she was very adolescent with her communication, but she also shouldn't have jumped in a fight. Never jump in a fight, kids. Never jump in a fight. Especially like what you, she doesn't know what she's doing. No. If Spinner had jumped in and been like, yo, 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 this is enough. It would have been different. Yeah. But she was, she, she did not have the, the how was she breaking that apart? She she's was not. She's so small. She is tiny and she's wearing a puffy vest. No, no, Emma. She had, no, if you are like, unless that's your fit, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but like most of the time jumping in an active fight, unless you're ready to throw those hands, like your life depends on it. Don't jump in a fight. Do not jump in or an active fight or catch some hands, catch it and release, do what, you know, you've got to be ready though. And Emma, oh, I might catch them with your face. Cause that might happen too. And you've got to be prepared for that. Oh, well, I don't like catching. <laughs> I don't like being hit, but that's a big part of fighting. You have which, you have to learn how to take a punch. Why, which is why I bet you don't jump into the middle of fights. Which is why I don't jump into the middle of fights. <laughs> I'm going to start my own. And if I start my own, yes, I'm willing to get hit for it. Okay. but I've never taken a punch. There is one man I would have taken a punch for and he's dead now. So <laughs> hopefully I'll never get there. I have because um, I, I did boxing. It hurts. Just so you, not you even in your, so cool. not even in your face. Self-defense that I never had is important. <laughs> Thank you. Caroline. No, no, but like, literally cool. getting punched in the arm hurts. So I can't even imagine getting, I didn't put on one of those things like the soft thing mm -hmm. around my head so they could punch me in the face. I was like, no, no, no. Cause the face is the money, honey. I'm not doing that. Come with a bruise on my cheek or something. 
Yeah, but chicks dig a scar. I don't know if my chick would. I have to ask her if that's her thing. (laughs) I have to ask her. But yes, chicks do dig scars. But so Emma ends the fight, and then we have this shot of Jimmy walking into Degrassi, talking about how Sean's a coward, and he pushed Emma. And Mm -hmm. It is true that he pushed Emma, but it's not quite the way Jimmy's painting it. Of course not. (laughs) Terry's taken aback by it. She's like, he did that to Emma? Like, uh, yeah. girl, keep that same energy <laughs> about <laughs> oh, about relationship violence, please. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caroline, go off, go off. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm just she, saying. You know she won't, though. You know she won't. <laughs> yeah, I know. well, because it's so much easier. Like, I'm sorry, how many things have you been through that, like, if a friend told you your experience as their own, you'd be like, that's abuse. Yes. But when it's happening to you, you're like, oh, well, I mean, I didn't do the dishes and I, 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 he, he's made it clear that he really wants me to do the dishes and I never do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you justify it when it's happening to you in part, I think, because you don't want to be somebody that that's happening to, whatever that may be. Right. Absolutely. But that's conversation for down the line. It's not even too far down the line. But yes, I, I feel like, is there more? There's more. There's more on there. There's a little more. Yeah. We we find out that Sean passed his test. Snake. <laughs> Snake has it's, it's pretty obvious Snake did some creative grading there. Yeah, because he should have been graded against the questions he did. Like, they should be subtracted from his total. Right. The questions he did not answer. But... But I think, but you know what? I think that's okay. I think, I think it's okay too. Really, really good teaching on Snake's part. He was like, "Look, the the questions you got to, mm-hmm. you you, you got them. right, you got them all right." And I understand that you're a kid who has already been through shit mm-hmm. and who doesn't have a lot of people who believe in you. So I'm going to be somebody who believes in you. Yeah, nobody's going to question that at all. Like, if he was and, ever... I mean, if Radich might, let's Well, be I mean, if Radich does, and he because we know from Degrassi Classic, Radich is a big old softy underneath all of, I'm going to, you know, like, y'all are f- some fucking menaces. He, he low-key really does care about the... I think he's one of the best principles they have. I don't know if we talk... Like, we'll have to, t- you know, once they get different... We're going to have to do, like, a rank all There's the so many different There's things. There's so many, and so many of them suck. Yes, but Radich is one of the ones that I actually think he cares about each student. I don't think that he always knows what's going on <laughs> because he's the right. principal and these kids are decades younger than him and he just does not get them. But I think he cares and he mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know, if the situation was explained, you know, Radich would agree that this is what Sean Cameron needs to keep coming to school because he's just one more of these just dis- academic disappointments away from dropping the fuck out. <laughs> like- right, right. <laughs> So yay with Sean, and mm-hmm. we also find out Spinner passed his test, and he and Juan have a moment. Like, I'm here for it. Everybody's I'm like, here for it teachers too. brought their A game this episode. Yes, Shout Coach Armstrong was kind of a dick to Terry about her tea. Can we? I can we talk about how Canada must not have like the rule that you're not allowed to read the that you're allowed to read the students test scores out loud because i don't know me like my school you you weren't allowed to read test scores 
like you were like we we did grade other kids like the teacher would say out loud the the answers and we would grade Mm -hmm. but we would never know what the person's actual like we the scores were never read out that shit was private (laughs) see and my school just didn't have tests so (laughs) i didn't even pick up on that Caroline's just like tests huh i mean i had them in like middle school but so spinner aced his test as well and terry's feeling better and then we find out that now spinner is getting sick and we find this out as he's in the middle of telling us that his dad got tickets too so spinner does have a dad right now he does thank you i'm glad that you yes he does spinner's got a daddy can I uh, bring you on over to the fashion corner? Yeah, you know, it's my favorite corner. I, it's a good corner. It's mm-hmm. probably the best corner that we have. Mm-hmm. This episode was really lacking in fashion. <laughs> I felt like the next one was more lacking. I did notice that Emma was wearing her retail therapy sweater mm-hmm. from the period episode. I yeah. like that these kids are outfit repeaters. I do too. And and also, is it ever warm in Canada? Apparently. It, uh, first of all, I just am so, like, the, the, the leaves in this episode look super fake. I don't know what they were going for, <laughs> like, t- like, time of year-wise, but whatever. Yeah, everybody is in turtleneck. I call it the under pressure, a.k.a. the fucking turtleneck episode. Because why does everybody have on a turtleneck Everybody's at some point in this fucking episode? Right, like, Spinner's got on a cozy-ass hoodie. Like, it, yeah, right? it's hot. Well, he's trying to be hot, but he is trying to be hot. But he didn't have that on earlier. He had on a long sleeve shirt, so he throws on a hoodie over a long sleeve shirt. So it was already cold. Like season of time of year does not make sense. It does. It's Canada. So Emma's wearing her retail therapy sweater, and then the other things that I noticed were Liberty's pants in the first school scene. Mm-hmm. They were like a step away from Jenko's. <sighs> yeah. Yes. And then Paige's weird faux fur bag. I love it. Like browns and grays and so yeah. like. It's, it's artificial looking. I do like it. Yeah, though. it's very, fa- oh, I hated it. I liked it because I like fuzzy stuff. She wears like a, like a couple fuzzy things. Like I think it's in the next episode, but she, she I don't know why her fuzzy, I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. I actually liked her varsity tee in that like in her red pants i like that combo so i don't know if the bag goes with the outfit but i like the rest of the outfit so (laughs) she's very like limited to she's she is yes she is she's usually a little bit more chic than that though Um, (laughs) i did like jt's chain in the opening scene because i feel like it makes him look a little bit like oh you tried to put together an outfit versus just looking like an animated character who wears the same thing every day so it looked a little bit different i think it's because he's starting to fully lean into the whole like surfer pack sun vibe but dude you live in canada right like do not get a puka shell necklace well, i think he already has, has one he I, his shirt has skateboard it's like that pack sun vibe they're like loosey-goosey hippie vibe well, I think that was that I'm not was hippie. Spot. All right, I use a lot of things to define hippie to mean free spirited or like off culture. 
Um, but yeah. No, it's very poser skater boy. <laughs> poser. Because you know who doesn't wear t-shirts with skateboards on them? Tony Actual, fucking Hawk. Yeah, skate. Rodney Muller. Yeah. You can name more than one two skateboarder. I was going to say. I can name two. Tony Hawk. <laughs> Rodney Mullen is a precious baby angel. I love him. Rodney Mullen, on the off chance that you're like a secret Degrassi fan and you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> I adore you and I want only good things for you. Oh my. <laughs> but yeah, no, they don't wear shirts with skateboards on them because they're real skateboarders. But JT thinks the aesthetic is cool. He does. And I mean, that's that changes. Thank God. <laughs> I do, you know, Emma's rocking the puffy vests multiple times that she gets pushed in multiple times throughout this episode. Special shout out to Tracker Cameron's red leather jacket. Like you're working it, boo. You're working it. Like, oh, yes. like I love it. I love the color on him. I love a red, I love a leather jacket, but I love a colored leather jacket. So it looks real good on him. It, too. it does. He, he knows he looks good. I'm not really this, that attracted to this man. I want, I want that I, to be known. No, that's like, fine. there's a slight attraction, not as much, because I think Dylan got the ick. I, this is the last time, the, like, one of the times we recorded, there was, it was also a tracker episode where that whole rant happened between him and Emma. And, you, and Caroline and I said that we were attracted to this man. And Dylan was like, whatever. Oh. Racker is hot. And he's working that jacket. You know who else was hot in this episode? Coach Armstrong. Because that man is always hot. Preach. All right? Preach. Preach. And Snake's not hot, but he could still get it. He can still get it because he's a good person. And these are all grown-ass people. So that's These are all grown-ass people. From start to finish. But I, I feel like my last note is that Ashley's blue ensemble with the high ponytail, the turtleneck, and like she's got like a jacket over it. I'm just like, it's giving soccer mom. And I and I need her to stop slipping so effortlessly into the style. <laughs> like, right? It's like, I know what she was going for, but I'm just, I'm, I can only see her as soccer mom. Like she should be serving somebody's snacks right now but yeah i think that was my <laughs> I, I don't think i have any more fashion because it i actually accidentally highlighted some put bullets on stuff that were not fashion so i thought it was heavier than it was this was a lackluster fashion episode most of the fashion was bad yeah i think but I, I yeah there is like oh i did say jimmy's collared fleece looks a little bit different in the 89 the one with the 89 when he's walking past and talking shit to Sean. Not as plain as he typically looks. I was like, oh, there's Jimmy. He's not wearing like gray or blue or black. He's actually, <laughs> and he is, but he's actually wearing something with a little bit more detail and not plain. So he stood out a little bit. Yeah, no, Jimmy, Jimmy it's kind of a pity point, but you know, <laughs> kind of a pity point. This episode was weak on the fashion. Are we done with the fashion? I order? think we're done with fashion. Shots fired. It's not a good slide through. I'm just, I'm ready to start talking more shit. So let's go. That's fine. <laughs> it's not really great shots fired either. What's yours? <sighs> I am personally, I think I'm changing the category again, but I am going to fire a shot at the Degrassi writers for failing to give Manuela Santos one motherfucking line in this entire episode. <laughs> she said nothing. If Manny had, had a line, Emma wouldn't have been pushed. Uh, thank you. I, I mean, one thing, like she's just, one thing from her best friend, nothing, n no, like, no, no comment, nothing at all. Yeah, I'm going to have to fire a shot at the writers for that one. Because you gave Hazel a dumbass line, which you could have cut, to give Manny <laughs> an actual line. 
controversial. Andrea Lewis, I love you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have had a line in that episode. It was just a dumb line. It was a pointless, superfluous line, and that's not your fault. You're amazing. It's presuming you listen, which please, please listen one day. <laughs> My shots fired is when Sean and Emma are studying and she's teaching him shoot back, which is the <laughs> mnemonic device she's made up. And he's like, you're such a liberty. And it's kind of a double shots fired because it's shots fired at Emma and it's shots fired at Liberty by saying like, it's an insult to be you. Yeah. To- yeah. That- definitely which is kind of a dick thing to say sean but it was funny and i'm gonna give you that and i mean he's got he's got a lot of dick tendencies in this episode so i think it fits he's under pressure yes he is (laughs) i don't know i could be a little ruthless but yes he he is indeed under pressure and that is a fabulous song and that is literally all i hear and this is a well-paired song title Mm -hmm. and episode Mm-hmm. It is because they're not always. I think the next and one they, is too. <laughs> yeah, I think the next one is. Too. I was just running the lyrics in my head. Yeah, ready to go. With that, are you ready to take us into the last day of school? In jagged little pill, roses are red. It's time for summer. Ashes on E. Super bummer. School is out, and so are Toby and Ashley's folks. They've been allowed one friend each while their parents are away. And you know what that means. A raging house party complete with illicit drugs and a whole-ass motherfucking watermelon. Seriously. (laughs) While Toby and JT roll on aspirin, Ashley manages to go from queen bee to black sheep with the help of a little A, B, C, D, E. Uh... (laughs) There's a lot we got to talk about, and I think that we maybe even need to talk about this more than once. But can we talk about Spinner walking into the party without with fucking, a fucking watermelon? watermelon. <laughs> like, like he's got the keg. Like, I really the imagery is like just put a damn keg on his shoulder and be the same as like walking in the party with the watermelon on my shoulder. Like, what the? F- it's yeah. Who? What props person? I must have beef with the Degrassi prop person. What prop person was like, yeah? this is a suitable prop for him to be bringing into a party like whoop whoop and i do think they make like drinks or something out of it because later Paige and terry have these like glasses that are like yellow no. with thick red shit or is this something else no ashley makes those ashley makes those in the kitchen she makes those okay we're gonna talk about the snacks ashley makes in the kitchen too yeah that was weird uh, that too. was weird too that's my question like what the fuck is what are those snacks what the fuck are they, are they breadsticks or spring rolls or crab like, legs yeah like what the fuck are they okay we're getting ahead of ourselves we are we are but they're okay so the main thing going on here is that school's out obviously the kids feel the freedom in the air and ashley is only supposed to invite one friend she invites terry but then Paige and hazel invite themselves so now is kind of a party <laughs> And I despise Paige for literally popping up at someone's house and being like, oh, sorry, another person with me. Totally forgot we had plans. Like, bitch. So that's that's the A. It's such a, a Paige pop. move. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so so Ashley's having friends over and she's like butthurt that Jimmy was fine with it, which I thought was really sweet of Jimmy. He's like, oh, no, I totally understand. We'll hang out tomorrow. Yeah, you're, you're a good girl. You right? literally follow like rules. You. Yeah, you follow the rules. Your parents said no, no, you know, just one friend. 
And obviously she wants a little bit of edge because she's just not satisfied with that answer. But, you know, I, I relate to it in a way because she's trying to be like a people pleaser while also being such a control freak that the two things, like the two personalities that she has are just like butting heads. Right. I feel like there are two wolves inside of Ashley and what they're both saying is, oh, tell me how I can be all that you ask of me and still feel like I am free. Free to Uh -uh. be who I am. Oh my gosh. Her lyrics are so... I'm not a song. It's fine. It's fine. She's like 14. It's she fine. She is I, totally 14 year old material. I <laughs> wrote songs when I was 14 and then I forgot about them for a long time. And now that I'm in my thirties, sometimes they'll randomly pop in my head and I'm like, I don't actually want to unalive myself, but it's that like teenager embarrassment cringe of like, Oh my God, I want to die right now. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly so, yes. like, no shade, Ashley, but your lyrics do suck. <laughs> they do. They really do suck because I, I just feel like she's an artist that goes on to have more sucky material. So I'm not going to pick on her about this. This is probably, this is the least cringy. She goes, she goes deep. Uh, um, she goes deep. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it, it's a very cute, you know, situation. They're watching a 3D movie. You know, I think it's very sleepover vibes. It's Right, they're it's, adorable. It's all in front of the TV, propped up. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, feet up, all socks and everything. I did. I thought it was cute, but also really weird when Ashley and Terry get to Ashley's house, mm-hmm. and Paige and Hazel are just sitting outside, and they're each playing with one of Paige's little strand things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to give them anything to do. Anything. <laughs> also. Toby and JT come out of the garage with like the remnants of an explosion and Never a, discussed. all over their faces and a blowtorch. Never discussed. Like glass explosion too. Like it sounds like some like a window broke right. or some shit and it's just never discussed. No. No. <laughs> Ashley's just like whatever. She calls him a little Girl scammer fight. later. Like she does not I can't with her nonchalant about the friend thing. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. about the, the damn explosion thing. When, young lady, you're supposed to be actively, like, supervising. <laughs> like, right, that could right. be thousands of dollars in damage on your watch. So, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be so cool about it if I was her. Right. But, yeah, so she's cool about it. They but kick off the girls' night. Ashley now. Yeah, she's got two more friends than she should. Over. <laughs> Toby, Toby as his friend, of course, has chosen JT. And he jt's like look we need to get sean to teach you like he wants to like 10 things i hate about you the situation almost like (sighs) get sean to tell toby how to get emma to fall for him Mm -hmm. and they tell sean that emma's gonna be there and that's the only way they get him over that's that's how they get him there because they're like do you want to come over for a sleepover right and he's like he's like no why the fuck no sean's face Daniel Clark's like face journeys yes. are amazing. They are. He's I think there's like a 
there's like a following about how much of a face actor he is. I he's think such a <laughs> the eyebrows do a lot of heavy lifting, but like yes. it's the whole face, and he's just like like when when JT in the hallway is like Emma's gonna be there, and mm-hmm. he gets this like sad like, but hopeful mm-hmm. puppy yeah. dog thing. He's like Emma. Emma. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes. So we've got what. Four unauthorized guests in the house now. You little, little scammer. scammer. <laughs> yeah, the, it's definitely, and I mean, honestly, I wanted to know why JT, because once Sean goes upstairs, then we see that JT pulls out a bag, and he, in the bag there's a pill, and he got this from his cousin this after same? spending it was like, his two life weeks fucking allowed, savings. I just want to say... If JT's allowance it, is more than ten dollars a week, he got ripped the fuck off. I would. I, I feel like he got ripped the fuck off because two thousand prices. Are you kidding me? He was not. <laughs> I'm sure he was not more than yeah. maybe five dollars, five to five to seven dollars a pill who the for one fuck pill. Is doing E in seventh grade. I was, I was thinking like, that. Ca- I, I was, was just like, like you nineteen twenty the first time I took E. Girl, I have never taken E. I've done shrooms and I've done Okay, okay well LSD. you missed out because That's E's it. really fun and now you're too old for it. And everything's like drugs aren't safe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I'm not doing no uh uh-uh. uh no no more pills uh I say as I've never But, taken. but yeah, so these fucking uh, JT and Toby who like I know JT's trying to be cool, but your best friend is Toby. Like, you are a dork. He is. By association. He sure is. But they, but they, but they do. I mean, they don't actually, but they take what they think is E, which Toby taking it really kind of shocked me. It did. I definitely feel like he's, it's not the start, but, you know, this is one of the instances where they start hammering home how much of an influence that JT has over toby and like i know that toby wants to be cool i I feel like he might be motivated by trying to be as cool as possible so perhaps emma will like him and this is a bad boy thing to do but like no sean's not out here taking drugs i'm pretty sure he's just out here with anger issues and unregulated anger issues he is not would not be my drug of choice for the first time right taking any drug and i mean i know i was Thank you. Please smoke some weed first, guys, because nine times out of 10, it is not a gateway drug that it is highly publicized as. I really do feel like most people just stop with right? weed. <laughs> like, or like, you're like, let me take some can't mushrooms. smoke weed because it wrecks their shit. Right. Or you just take some shrooms and then you cry a lot because everything is beautiful. Or you take, I've taken acid and I just had to lie Or down. you. Because everything was red. But I couldn't or you sleep take because some everything DMT was awake And you too. blast off into the universe and spend a whole summer Girl. doing that. And you know, whatever. It's fine. But. But E, oh my God. as Jimmy so eloquently just... puts it to Toby later at the party, don't you know that E leads to harder things like my fists? <laughs> that it was, was good so good. I'm getting... but he just said it so that I can't take him seriously, but I love the way. I, I still appreciate the attempt at line delivery because he didn't even raise his fist. Right. <laughs> right, because Aubrey Graham is but not totally. hard. No, he it's is fine. not. It's fine. It's fine. No, he is not. It's fine. It's totally fine. But I think it'll be more hammered home just how hard he is not. But yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's. <laughs> oh, shit. I see what you did there. I didn't even 
I really did. I really did. I would totally take credit oh, if I did that shit on purpose. Man. I would totally take Oh, that. man. Amen. I just, it just, <laughs> that was amazing. It just, it just came out. Oh my! So much. It's, it's so true. Okay, moving on. We got <laughs> ahead of ourselves. So JT pulls out the XD, and Sean's like, "I'll go cut it in half." And mm-hmm. I love that. Like the first thing he does when he walks in the kitchen is grabs a pack of Gushers. You've never been in this house before, <laughs> but he knows where the yeah, Gushers are. He just made him and he so grabs them, and right. he's holding them in his mouth the whole time. <laughs> and Ashley's yes, in it's the perfect. And, it's you know figures out that it, he tells her that it's E and that JT brought it and he cuts the mm-hmm. aspirin in half and then like sticks the knife in the cutting board because he's mm-hmm. a rebel without a cause he's a tough it's, kid yes and bad boy and it tells wow. Ashley to flush it down <laughs> the sink which is a weird wording but whatever and now I think we segue into Ashley's yeah. weird fucking snacks so no she's making everybody there like individual mocktails and then it's like this big bowl yes it's like a big plastic bowl it kind of looks like mm. salad it like the inside the right bowl, yeah. you don't really get to see inside the bowl but it, but i feel like there was a but salad like in that bowl and not a romaine lettuce salad but like <gasps> a field greens and arugula salad ashley would only serve field greens and arugula of course she's so and then she's sticking these like long cylindrical things into the bowl several of them that kind of look like spring rolls yeah and it's it's unclear because at first i was thinking like they they gave me like dog like those twisted dog treat Mm -hmm. vibes but then i was like is that a breadstick like what the fuck is that it doesn't look appetizing (laughs) i literally my first thought was that it was crab legs that it's got texture to it mm-hmm. so i would be like it could be something like yeah i was just like what the i rewound fuck? so many fucking oh, times trying to people. figure out what she was making <laughs> goodness <laughs> this and alas no <laughs> and ashley instead no results yeah so she makes her snacks and she doesn't flush the ecstasy instead she puts it in her pocket and mm-hmm. then Paige mm-hmm. comes in and is like stop sucking so hard and called jimmy over so she calls jimmy and is like basically that's jimmy come over i want to have fun together have fun. but then takes together. all the e for herself before jimmy even gets there shows that she she's just like <laughs> i want to have fun to get right had she truly wanted to have fun with jimmy maybe she would have cut right? in half to share with him because she was just having a party for one. Oh yeah just a fully executed e-tablet <laughs> pure e in her 14 year old ass like a truck <laughs> like a goddamn truck <laughs> like and then it's such a it's such a bad she time. comes back to the movie and like crushes Hazel's hand and then screams right yes she does screams because apparently this is like super fast ecstasy meanwhile upstairs it takes approximately 45 seconds if that meanwhile upstairs she she, does she literally walk directly out yeah it seems that way she like calls Jimmy, takes the E. It doesn't need to process in her bloodstream. So if you take ecstasy and you don't feel it within a minute, take more. Don't <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. That would that would be bad. 
So, okay. So then upstairs we've got Sean gives JT and Toby the half of the aspirin each and says he can't take any because mm-hmm. his social worker would kill him. Smart thinking, yeah. Sean. Yeah. And I love mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like just a little kind of dick, I'm cooler than you move. He tells them to chew it up really well because that'll make it make the high more intense when really That's it's just faster. them chewing bitter ass Tylenol or aspirin. And then they oh also God. are immediately rolling. So they call the girls over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> This whole, I feel like they get away with this because no, like most people don't know how E works. So, well, especially <laughs> I didn't like, when I was watching or how pills work at large, right? I sure didn't, and that is why I still believe how for the portrayal that it is. Okay, it's an it's okay, but I really don't think this is how most people act on E. Like especially some of the comments that she makes, I don't think so. Honestly, I was really impressed with Melissa's performance. Oh, okay, so it rang true for you. Some of it was a little, but like, yeah, no, everything. I remember the first time. I think I just took straight Molly, and no, I remember everything felt like last after if that makes sense okay and i don't like like i mean like 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 this physical sensation that like just kind of felt like what laughter would feel like if it were a a thing you felt instead of a sound you made and no like some of it was a little ridiculous but honestly a kid that age who has no drug experience and is taking what is a harder drug for the first time I thought she did a pretty good job and I didn't think it was terribly unrealistic. Okay, so that was the piece that I was missing because I've never done it. I said that I thought it was good. I thought that it was like probably not as like, cause I know we talked about Terry and her portrayal of being drunk, but more people have been drunk than taken E, I would say. So that was why it was like really impressive because a lot of people are not convincingly cannot play drunk convincingly but i do think for not being a drug that is like most people have experienced it did not seem like it did not ring false it it did ring exaggerated that's the only that was my only gripe with it but i think that that's just the nature of the show so (laughs) it's just like you know they need to exaggerate it a little to get kids to also like maybe latch like understand it a little bit more but i also i think it wasn't as exaggerated as you think that you think that it was just like having done e and having been around people Mm -hmm. on e like Mm -hmm. i haven't been around 14 year olds on e because i wasn't doing drugs that young and i wasn't hanging out with 14 year olds by the time i was doing those drugs but it honestly Mm -hmm. it seemed pretty realistic to me which is one of the things i like about degrassi because so much media misrepresents drugs like even just like right. stoner movies where you get too high on really good weed and you're like basically mm-hmm. tripping harder than people trip on mushrooms. And I feel like Degrassi yeah, does a no, good job of not doing that. Cause like I personally, I always thought that Ashley's portrait, like the one line that I never could, I was just like, Oh, I just wish they changed it. And he's like, you need to drink some water. And she's like, I'll drink some from the toilet. I'm just like, yeah. Like, but I, a lot of the things she said, I'm like, this was Ashley. She would say it and she's feeling the power. So Mm -hmm. she's saying all these things that she didn't want to say before. That was the one line where I was just like, this no, princess is never drinking water out of anybody's toilet. That was probably the one line where I'm like, 
eh, y'all went too far. You lost me with the portrayal. Everything else with her character made so much sense because I really do feel like a lot of taking mind altering substances is trying to escape from inner conflict. Even if you are just having a drink because you've had a long week, like that's still, you know, we're just trying to relax. I'm just trying to take my mind off of what's going on with me. So that loosey goosey feeling sometimes allows things that you do think and feel to slip out because you're not being right. so rigid and so just tense. So I really think that she's everything she says, like telling Jimmy that I should have broke up with you on your birthday, like I wanted to. And I was just like, damn. But everybody knew that that's how she felt. Mm -hmm. And she just wanted to please him. She's a people pleaser. And she doesn't want to be the bad guy either. So even if that's the way she feels and it's right for her, she's having an inner conflict about it because she cares more about what other people think than what she wants. So all of that shit came out and I love it because it does make a lot of sense. That's what's realistic to me. My favorite part is how into Liberty she is. Although first off, shout out to Manny with her headphones on and she's talking out loud. She's like, I can't oh believe it. Gosh. A real party. But if my yeah. dad finds out. Yeah. And while she's like grounded to my wedding day. Popping along to whatever <laughs> yes. music she's listening to. Love and them. then Ashley opens the door and is like, just thrilled to see Liberty. And how did Liberty know? And and then brings her inside and she's like, guys. Like one of my favorite lines. That That's one of my favorite lines is when she's like, Liberty, you're here. How'd you know? Was I sending out psychic vibrations? Like that's what, I don't know why, but like her line delivery is like one of my favorite lines of the season. Like I love it. Like, yeah. But yes, that she bursts into the party. And, and she's like, like guys, Liberty's here. here. And makes Liberty dance like, with her yeah, bitch. And, <laughs> and then I think Man, do Manny yeah. and Emma just abandon poor Liberty downstairs? I think so. I think they go right upstairs. I think because they say uh, some like he's upstairs. They were like, "Oh, uh, you're here for Toby or something." Or they were like, "We're here for Toby," and he's like, "Oh, he's upstairs." Right. Oh, because that's when she says, "Was I sending out psychic vibrations?" And I was like, "No, Toby invited us." <laughs> something's wrong with you we're not even gonna unpack it right now <laughs> like we're just getting out of this weird ass situation Literally stuck downstairs with ashley and emma and manny go upstairs mm -hmm. and toby and jt are fucking rolling their asses off except they're not staring at lava lamps and shit it's um. ridiculous <laughs> This is he ecstasy. Is. It's like placebo effect, you know, mm -hmm. defined. Like, he's hilarious. Well, they both are. They both are. I think he's just taking it just one step too far as always. But yeah. And I mean, Emma obviously didn't know that Sean was there. So she's upset about that. Rightfully so. <laughs> she, she definitely, they have like a fight. I Do you have like the specifics of the fight? Because I don't know why my mind glosses over. I've watched this episode so many times, but their drama is to... They don't even really have a fight. They So Sean walks back into the bedroom and Emma's there and he's like, Emma. And she just gets up and walks out. And she's like maybe a quarter of the oh, way down okay. the stairs. They fight in the like, hallway. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, Emma, you're not being fair. And she says something. She's just like, Sean, mm -hmm. we're over, as in not going to happen. And, like, she leaves. Yeah. And Sean's all upset. Yeah. And 
as that's happening, Jimmy has been lecturing Ashley about being on ecstasy. And so she goes up to drink water out of the toilet. So she comes out of the bathroom and Sean's there. And he's like, he, and as Emma walks away, this single tear drops down his cheek. And then Ashley's yeah, like, yeah, oh no, Sean. <laughs> and then they end up hooking up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're like, everybody thinks you're bad, right? He's basically, she's trying to get him to co- commiserate with her. So she's like, how do you understand me? He's like, well, everybody thinks you're bad, but everybody thinks I'm this perfect girl. And then she like, <laughs> and then of course she has to parallel Jimmy and Emma. And she's like, Jimmy and Emma, they see what they want to see you know, not what things really are or something. And then just segues into her wanting to kiss because she's on right. eight. That's why she wants to kiss him because stuff feels good. That's literally all I know they about They make me. out. <laughs> and then Sean goes down the stairs as Jimmy's coming up and Ashley comes out. <laughs> then it was a heavy makeout session because her hair is a mess. Her sweater's like undone. Her hair, her sweater is a, he was, he might have been filling her up a little bit. Stew. Her bra. She's like Jimmy. Oh, oh. I love that. That's <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the season. <laughs> she looks so windblown and like she's just been felt up to high heaven. It's a it's a bad look, especially because they are not to that point like that. So he's like, "What the fuck? Why do you look like that?" Sean and Emma have like a look outside, and then she like turns away and cries to Toby and fucking jimmy comes down looking for the fight round two and he and ashley get into it and ashley's just so mean to him she she gives him all the all the kicks you like you know you're not supposed to kick someone when they're down she does she's like i should have broken up with you on your and then she calls Paige a hack you'll never be shot like i wanted to yeah you're just not man enough for me you're just not enough for me sorry and yeah, then Paige, I'm pretty sure, chimes in and says, says, Will you stop being such a hag? It's like, no, Paige, you're the hag. <laughs> On two fronts, your looks and your personality. <laughs> Sorry. She just reads everybody for filth and actually really do like, because this is who you are. You know, you've been sitting on all this shit for, right. for months. You've been sitting on it all and you're just giving it. You just... <laughs> It's it's really bad though. She completely socially annihilates herself. Terry tries to calm she her tries. down. Terry, oh my like, god, she's a real one. Terry, Terry, your shirt, I love it. It's so shiny, like stars, it's like stars. <laughs> and then Terry, your shirt. Jimmy storms out, and everybody starts like filing out of the party. And the first oh, yeah. one out after Jimmy is Spinner carrying half of his mm. fucking watermelon like nice going ash as I'm he walks up or i'm taking my watermelon yeah. with me bitch nice one ash and yeah that's when everybody realizes that this they need to blow this popsicle stand because mm-hmm. ashley done fucked up and it, it's an awkward streamline to the damn door um right it's really <laughs> it's awkward. hella awkward it's hella awkward. I mean, Toby, Toby was, I have one mention. So Toby not being in the room is hilarious, but I actually think his crush on Emma has like a slow death in this point because he, he just realizes that he's not, he's not going, it's the crush is not going anywhere. Like no, I, I really liked, there was this look on Toby's face when Emma like started crying on his yes. shoulder 
that was like, it wasn't, oh, fine, I guess I'm in the friend zone. He was like, Emma's never going to no, be into me. I don't think that okay. either. Like, this is my friend. Yes, that is a thousand percent how I feel about his look, Caroline. It's a mixed emotion. It's not a damn it, I can't, you know, get her. It's a- I'm like, yeah, he's bummed. A, a resignation. He's totally bummed, but it's a respectful, I'm going to just, you know, I value this friendship. I actually think that he does value her mm-hmm. being able to emotionally confide in him. And I think that that is something that he wanted. He was not getting that from her before. Right. She could give fuck all about Toby, but at least now as a friend, she can come to him and they can have that relationship. Right. And it doesn't have to be romantic. And I think that he does accept it and not, oh, I'll bide my time. Like, I respect that this is a friendship and I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's sad, but it is what it is. He definitely held her in a way that, and the, the emotion that he has in his eyes is crazy that a 12 year old <laughs> could mix that kind of yeah. emotion up. Because he does really look, I believe him. Mm-hmm. It's a great look. That's why I had to I had to talk about it. Because I just love that they give to And when he takes his glasses off, relatable. To, so that right? she could cry on his shoulder. Uh, no, it's, it's a so great sweet, moment. Toby's so great sad. in this episode. Because then the next and final scene is him and Ashley and Terry trying to clean up the house before their parents get home. Because yes. they broke like the cardinal rule of throwing mm-hmm. a party when your parents are out of town, which is that they need to be gone at least two nights. Yeah, so you have time to fucking piece everything back together. But not these rush. kids are idiots. And so they're cleaning up. They This is their first rager. They did not know. <laughs> they trashed the place for only having fucking watermelon. They didn't, know, they didn't even mean to throw a rager. They didn't. It just got out of hand. And... And Terry's still there because Terry's the best friend anybody could have. A real one. And then get you a Terry McGregor. It's so sad. Spinner (laughs) shows up at the door and Ashley's like, Jimmy? And it's not Jimmy. Oh my gosh. She doesn't remember anything. She doesn't seem to. It's like, when did that break? When you were dancing with Liberty (laughs) on E. (laughs) So she apparently E causes memory loss. So, Um, yeah, it, it, it can. It can? Oh, well, shit. See? Avis doesn't know a thing about E. <laughs> but yeah, it's very sad. He just shoves a couple things at her and it's like, Jimmy doesn't want this stuff. Don't don't call him. Right? <laughs> and But then she, like, Savage. Toby tries to go back to cleaning and Ashley, like, collapses mm-hmm. against the wall. And Toby comes Crumbles. over and like, he's all sweet. I love Toby. This is a Toby Isaac Stan account. It truly is. I literally, like, the, the screen cap is probably of the best one of the season in that it's, I think it's a genuinely sweet scene that they did, like, not just somebody's random face or something that they decided right. to freeze on. Like, it's an actual, they are there for her and, like, we're not going to spoil season two. But it, it just, a lot happens with Ashley. It's not, yeah. Ashley Train is not even at its first of destiny. Nations yet so <laughs> but i think that it's i feel like that's a good cap like what else really happens other than ashley's entire life being blown up in about 20 minutes <laughs> like she does a torpedo to her social life so she really does yeah hey caroline do you want to stroll on over to my favorite corner the, the fashion, fashion corner <laughs> I would love to. I got some shit to say. All right. So go ahead. No, no, you take it. You kick it off. 
Oh, I'm taking the lead. Okay, so I think I really liked Paige's pink, fu- uh, her pink fuzzy sweater. I Same. I think that it, because the, the arms were a little bit long and then she had a little cute top underneath. It was like a little sheer, mm-hmm. but fuzzy. Very cute. <laughs> Very cute. And of course, Paige coming in with another iconic outfit and just the top the shirt i love to make boys cry yeah (laughs) oh you said the the limited two t-shirt yeah i love to make boys oh oh this one i love to make court yes no that is totally on brand for limited two i love to make that sweater is also on brand for limited two it's fine it is it is the it is i also loved i had to look up this brand because i wore it but i i only called them like echo echo united mm-hmm. or untitled something the logo with the bear yeah i think it's a rhino the rhino on the shirt i love terry's whole her whole outfit because like powder blue and mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit oversized but i still think it complements her body and the shirt is just like a good highlight for me to remember the whole very outfit. sporty spice very very sporty spice i love the i love the vibes i love terry manny's orange outfit with her little matching hair hair tie bump things and i really think her walking around with the headset on the entire party is really funny (laughs) and adorable of her and yeah the last one i have is emma's jean jacket with vertical fringe detail or horizontal fringe at the party Mm -hmm. because we get a good shot of her back wait did you like that jacket i love that jacket i hated that jacket i would wear that jacket now i love me some fringe fun fact caroline i will most it's not even like fringe it's just like weird frayed denim at all the scenes i did not care it's it's jean frames you did not care for i liked it i thought that it was very of the time but i still would probably wear it yeah that's all i got for shots fired not shots fired fashion the only other note i had was ashley's frosted eyeshadow being horrible because it was it's not a good that's all you have for fashion well no because i had Paige's sweater (laughs) and the i heart boys okay oh you agree okay and i was gonna say i I had last jacket for very different reasons oh snap damn okay i don't know listeners (laughs) pop on the socials and let us know are you pro emma's horrible jacket or pro against the monstrosity that is emma's horrible jacket we need to know because we are a house divided well we know well we know where caroline stands we are we don't we are a house agree divided. on everything i like there are not many jean pieces that i i don't like wearing actual jeans i don't only own one pair of jeans and they are stretchy so for me to say that i will wear this jean jacket and it's tight as hell for me that's got it's got to be cute and i think it's cute but you know Tell us what you think. We it might we might divide the IG. I'm fine with that. The the TikTok, yeah, yeah. the Facebook. We'll divide this could it be all. the end of the Just podcast. The the great jean jacket it, fight of it, 2023. The, the, oh my gosh, the podcast has been ended before it even began. I can't. On that um, note, though, can I uh, can I tell you about some shots that were fired this week? Absolutely. Pew, pew, pew. Beautiful, because we had some yeah. shots fired this episode. The first one for me being Quan giving Spinner the yes. student I'll never forget, even after years and years of therapy award. Bitch, didn't we just agree to start fresh? Like, last week? We sure did. We sure did. You know what? <laughs> She don't care. She's petty as hell. <laughs> Petty Murphy over here. Did yes. you have any shots fired? 
I did. So I did also put, I, I did not specify, because I think the entire, I'm just firing shots at Quan for the entire thing that she did, just all of the doling of the of the diplomas. It is all scrap it, <laughs> Dave, because he puts the capital G in good student. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think Quan? it's, the, I, I thought she said uh, Dave the first time I watched it too, but I think she says Gabe. But it's still dumb. Gabe. Yeah. That's still, oh, that would make it better, but it's still dumb. I think when Paige said, did that thing just wink at me <laughs> at, uh, at JT? Uh, when, he, when he and Toby come out from their explosion in the shed, <laughs> like, I love it. Her delivery of that thing was hilarious. One that I really liked because it was like, it was just so, it was so on brand for like a seventh grader when Toby and JT Mm -hmm. ask Emma what she's doing tonight. And she's like, girls night at my place, meaning no boys allowed, especially boys named Sean. And it's just (laughs) so, I just want you to know that I'm ignoring you. It's very seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, I I just find it hilarious. Her, her personality in this episode yeah. is, is funny. I mean, overall, but it's a little, this episode is like Emma Light. So I do appreciate She comes in real strong of, when she's there. She does. She does. But she is really not there that much. And of so. course, we <laughs> already touched on it in like the free talk, but Paige, yes. you're a hag on two fronts. Your looks and your personality. <laughs> It's like one of the sickest birds. It truly, truly is. And I, in my 29 years of life, have never had anybody tell me that they wished that they should have broken up with me on my birthday. Like they wanted to. Because that is fucking Why are we firing (laughs) shots at poor Jimmy? Jimmy catches all the shots jimmy is just a damn bystander and he's just catching all the shots (laughs) i find it hilarious also it's not i mean i guess it is i i put it under shots fire but that he has no inside voice when announcing that you're on e you're on e yeah i don't think they heard you next door jimmy damn (laughs) it's like ashley's laugh just airs her shit out they heard it all the way in china (laughs) yes Ah, oh my gosh she is really like on one this entire party and the singers kept coming did you have any more shots and we did briefly touch on it but once again degrassi prop person what were these snacks that she was supposed to be serving if they were breadsticks if they were king crab legs if they were it doesn't make any sense what were they i don't know I'm firing a shot because once again, I'm on you. I'm on you like white on rice. I don't understand your prop choices. So, <laughs> but that is it. <laughs> well, for my shots fired. For our last touch on this episode, before we wrap things up here, you know, I'm going to track them. We had a hun this episode yes. Good. when Paige is telling we Ashley did. to invite Jimmy over and she says, hun, you just need to live a little. Right, shots fired. It's so so manipulative, Paige. Gross, so (laughs) gross. Spray bottle. Go outside. Go outside. But let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. We've got some some awards to give out, Miss Rewind style. Yeah. Oh gosh, please no. Um, we're rewinding to under pressure to talk about our shining stars and super bummers of that episode. So, Caroline, you want to kick us off with your super bummer, your shining star? Whichever. Yeah, yeah. So my shining stars were Quan and Snape. I thought that they both were great teachers. They were. If I had more, had had more teachers like the teachers they were in the episode I might not have gone to a cult for high school and then my super bummers were obviously Sean and Jimmy but honorable mention to Liberty Mm -hmm. because that was so not cool Sean was having a time yeah (laughs) yeah get him yeah I, I think we're we're fairly aligned for my super bummers I I feel like of course Sean and I did not put Jimmy in originally. I don't know why. I guess because he got his ass kicked. Um, he deserved it. <laughs> I, they, he super deserved it. But I don't know why. I was just like, uh, you got your ass kicked. You learned your lesson. <laughs> but he could go. He could go in there too. I guess. I just the man was publicly humiliated by Sean. But yes, and Liberty's got to go on there because she just times up. You're locked out. Fuck you, Liberty. <laughs> Fuck you, Liberty. My shining stars are Snake and Snake. Fuck Quan. <laughs> I can't with Quan because as we established, her ass retcons that cute little conversation by saying therapy. But no, I do think she's, I just, I can't even throw on there with like a little like caveat. Like, no, just fuck you, Quan. I appreciate that you had this conversation about eight months too late. Her husband had cancer. Leave it at the door. <laughs> what door? She, which door? The door to her Maybe day job I'm... or the door to her night job, Amos? You know what she is? They're the you know same what she door. Is? She's the cancer wife who works two jobs, who loves her husband and never stops. Oh my gosh. The, the, like, we have no affiliation with Reba, I promise. Like, there's no, we are not, prom- like, this episode is going to drop so much later than that TikTok that nobody will even. Yeah, no one will make that connection. Okay, good. Because like, it's all coming up, Reba. But um, yeah, I'm not throwing her in there. Tell me who your shining stars and super bummers were for Jagged Little Pill. So for Jagged Little Pill, I did the super bummers are Ashley and Paige and Jenny and Sean. <laughs> Fuck all four of you. <laughs> all four of you were bumming me the fuck out this entire episode. <laughs> Ashley is just cause, uh, for obvious reasons, Paige, cause she did not have to be as manipulative and cringy as she was. I just, it, like, Paige, you just inserted your entire ass into this. Jimmy, cause I know that he gets a lot of shots. Literal and figurative. But... <laughs> oh damn um (laughs) i just i still feel i still feel like he had oh yeah no he deserves in this in this dynamic that he could be thrown on there and sean i know that you had some shit going on you didn't have to do that you did not have to make out with ashley and cause chaos but that's just yeah i don't know i don't i i mean i don't disagree i don't blame him he's not in the i don't disagree with any of your super bummers i only had ashley but i don't Mm -hmm. disagree except i do you know i got a blind spot for sean i know you do and once again we can be no i'm not saying i'm not because my eyes 
glaze over. No, no. Yeah, no. I'm just saying my eyes glaze over when this man's on screen. So I like him, but in relation to certain things, I'm just like, what? I would consider him for an honorable so, mention, but I would not personally. Okay. I, I did him. put with a super bummer. I put an asterisk. Yeah, there was, there's a, there's a, there's like a, he's not all the way on there. He's got maybe like a foot on the super bummers list. Cause he just, I think about, did you bum me out this episode? Yes, you did. Um, and my shining stars. Also, wait, can I add a super bummer? Yeah. I just thought of this. But JT, because what the fuck are you doing with ecstasy? You're like 12, 13 with years ecstasy. old. Super bummer. Good point. Super bummer. What the fuck were you thinking, JT? Sorry to cut you off. Tell me about your shining stars. I keep asking you and then cut it, interrupting you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're pretty... I don't know if it'll be controversial. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Terry and Toby. I do feel like... Toby was a real one for being emotionally there for Emma, just letting her cry it out. But then also being emotionally there for his sister. And that is some shit that not a lot of 12 year old boys would have the capacity for in less than 24 hours. So he is a shining star for that. And Terry's always a shining star, but she's just holding it down with the mediator vibes. And she's also holding it down with, I'm just a ride or die. That's just the kind of best friend I am. I'm going to be here in the morning after you trashed your house on uh, E. I'm going to be here to help you pick up the pieces. So I would give an honorable mention to Manuela Santos because she didn't do a lot. She didn't forward the plot in any way, but that one line was so perfectly delivered (laughs) that it was an episode that was so thoroughly enjoyable from start to finish. It was like a memorably Mm -hmm. enjoyable moment for me. So it is. It is. And that's what happens when you give her a line, when you give her the opportunity. That is what happens to grassy writers. But you guys figure that out. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a good time to ask the question, you know, did it go there? Did it go there? Does it go there? Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about it with under pressure? (laughs) So I feel like, did it go there as a yes or no? But I always have to explain my yes or no. No, because though the fight, heavy quotes around fight was interesting. And I feel like Emma's role in it, you know, furthers some shit that happens later. I don't think that, I think it sets up for going there, but I don't think under pressure as an episode necessarily goes there. Yeah, no, it's weird. Cause I don't think it goes there, but I don't think it doesn't go there. You know, we get some pretty dark tragic heavy information and backstory on sean you know and we see this kid who really is struggling who really hasn't you know he's got tracker and tracker's trying but sean needs more adults invested in him and cheering him on and that's very real and so like yeah it doesn't go to like spoiler alert a blank shooting or a blank stabbing or (laughs) sexual or you know but like that's any sort heavy of shit for a kid to yeah. carry. So it doesn't go there, but it but oh, it goes it is there. I, I can accept that. I think that it's, I mean, being one of the, you know, next to last episode of the season, it has to kind of build up to something. And in, in a way, mm-hmm. I do think it does. Um, I think that there's a lot of, I, I always say like this season has just been about the fundamentals. It's mm-hmm. about the building blocks. We build so much 
from this episode that lately it literally this is a lot of sean's arc this is it he goes on to what we learn in this episode really goes on to define his character and these are his struggles so in a way in that way it goes there by solidifying his his entire show arc he's not going to get too many other things to do spoiler alert he gets to be emma's boyfriend (laughs) Yes, yes, he does. And yeah, Ellie's boyfriend, and then Emma's <laughs> boyfriend, and then, I don't know, I think he just disappears. And then, and then the, the army's boyfriend. boyfriend. Black hole! Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jagged Little Pill. I think Jagged I Little about? Pill goes there. I think these kids are very young to be doing ecstasy. Ca- <laughs> casual right, casual ecstasy. hard drug use. You know, I think it's a lot of stuff that's been building all season long. You know, you've got the Jimmy Ashley Uh relationship that was like the power couple of Degrassi. And that's just been falling apart. Mm -hmm. And Ashley trying to figure out who the fuck she is. You've got the Sean Emma dynamic. You've got, did I say the Paige Ashley shit? The Paige Ashley dynamic, you know, because they've been kind of wrestling. That shit comes to it. Presumably head. since grade K. Yes. If yes. not before. Yes. It re- like, it's definitely. This is a well established rivalry, and it does come to a head where actually they're not, they're no longer towing the line of mm-hmm. friend and enemy. Like, they're no longer frenemies. They are now full on fuck right. you, um, right. hag type and energy. I, and I think, too, even though they don't actually take E, for all mm-hmm. that JT and Toby know, they are seventh grade boys taking E, which is even younger than Ashley. And, like, I, I think that goes right. To them. I do too. I definitely do. I think it's all from an adolescent standpoint, just the social implications of you made a mistake, kind of like with Terry, but just on a much larger scale, because at least Terry's fizzles out after a couple episodes, but just having the ability to completely destroy your social life with one choice is very goes there because I think it's more of an understated like how much kids already Mm -hmm. feel alone growing up and then you add in being actually alienated that shit goes heavy and I mean the the payoff is after this episode but you start to see Ashley's going through some shit she's gonna continue going through some shit that crumple was just not a just a physical crumple that was an emotional crumple like (laughs) like it's gonna be bad so it definitely goes there Thanks for listening to your mom's podcast. Next week, we'll be joined by producers Dylan and Charlie for a roundtable discussion about the entirety of season one. This episode of your mom's podcast is made possible in part by your local ecstasy dealer, the Watermelon Farmers of North America, and support from listeners like you. If you'd like to further support our show, you can follow our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMPadcast and TikTok at your mom's podcast. You can also visit our website at www.padcast.com. Your Mom's Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you feel so inclined, subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show. If you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash your mom's podcast. And remember, that's podcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you.